Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. Well, we're we're ready. We're going to get ready to go into the word of the Lord. God bless all of you wonderful people for being here today. And those of you that listen, God bless you. Greetings, greetings, greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're surely thanking God and we're looking forward to our soon coming King. God is a wonderful God and he's just so worthy to be praised. And who wouldn't serve a God like the, like Jesus, a God like we, we have that gave his life, came down from glory, amen, to give us a redemptive story. We're certainly glad for him and we're thanking God for Jesus and, and what he has done for us and what he's uh, going to continue to do. For us, his people. Well, I want to talk to you today from the word of the Lord. Using for a subject matter. God people. God's people don't know. Amen. God people don't know their provider. You know, if, if you think about an insurance, most of us work for different companies. And, 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 and we all have a, the companies, they have insurance that they provide for us. And some people, their provider is a Blue Cross, Blue Shield. Some of them, their provider, I've, I've had... Uh, We've changed and pretty much insurance and, and dealt with some of all of them, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and then we dealt with uh, Signal, and then we dealt with uh, some of the other ones that names fail me right now, but there's a number of them out there, but you all can identify when we talk about provider. Even in the, um, as we get older, those of you that might be on Medicare, Medicaid, Medicaid they, they got different provider, and uh, some of them, uh, uh, some of them may be, uh, better than the others, and I don't know, and some of them may be about the same, but you understand when I talk about provider. And so here I want to talk with you today, just using for a subject matter, uh, uh, for God's people, God's people, they don't know their provider. And that's crucial, that's very, very uh, uh, important that we know who it is that's taking care of us. I, I, don't, want, I don't want to be in this world living and, and not knowing uh, uh, who is the one, that person or that thing that's uh, uh, providing for me and taking care of me each and every day. And I submit today that I do know my provider. Can y'all say amen to that? I do know my provider. And we're going to talk about it just a little bit. If you got your word, let's go to Isaiah, the uh, first book here, Isaiah, the first chapter. And we'll find here in the, in, in the word of the Lord saying these words in verse number one, the vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, uh, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of uh, uh, Uriah, uh, uh, Jonathan, uh, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, the king of uh, Judah. And verse 2 said, uh, hear, O Jerusalem, and give ear, O earth. Listen up. God said, listen up. You know, we need to listen uh, to, the, to the word of the Lord, to the voice of the Lord. Amen. Listen, uh, uh, O, o heavens, and give ear, O earth. God wants everybody to listen from the heavens all the way down to the earth. Listen. Listen what God has to say. God said right here, I have nourished and brought up the children uh, brought up children. Y'all see it right there? God said, I have nourished and I have brought up children. Oh, thank you, Lord. I took care of children. 
I've taken care of them. I provided for them. God said, I nourished them. Amen. Fed them. Provided for them. And they have uh, rebelled against me. So the Lord said, the children that I nourished, you know, that's, 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 that's uh, uh, kind of sad. Uh, all of us have heard the saying say it's a, it's a mean old uh, man, I believe. No, no, mean dog. Mean old dog that uh, bite the hand of him that feeds him. I haven't seen too many dogs that will bite you, when they, especially when you're giving him something to eat. You throwing a bone out there. I ain't seen a dog get. Well, I mean, it may be some train. We seen t movies on TV where they tried to uh, seduce dogs as they were trying to break in and build it. They would throw the dog a piece of meat. And that particular dog was trained not to uh, eat anything from strangers. Well, you know, it's, it's very, very rare. You run into an animal that, that would turn down a big juicy bone. Amen. Or a piece of meat. Even if he's a guard dog, watch dog, he'll some kind of way that food tames him, right? Uh, but it's rare. It's rare. And, uh, and I guess it just may be a, a, a movie. But anyway, here the Lord said, I have nourished and I brought up children. Oh, yes, I have. I thank God for bringing me up. I, I remember years ago coming up as I was in the church uh, uh, as, in my younger age, uh, I been in church pretty much all my life, uh, but I really got serious about it when I was about 15 or 16. Younger than that, I was going because my mom told us, y'all, get ready and go to church. She sent us. If you didn't take us, she sent us. But I got serious about it when I was about 15 or 16. That's when I really uh, began to know the Lord and know, thing, know about him. 15 or 16, and I, I, I noticed that I had a few things lacking in my life. At that time, uh, my, my dad was in and out and sort of was weren't in our life like, like a father should. And, of course, we were there to be raised by mom. And, and, and somebody said mom, their mom, mom was dad, and mom and dad, uh, uh, she was both of them. Well, I don't know about that. I think it just might be a figure of speech. But I think mom just got to be mom, uh, and I don't think she can be mom and dad because there, there's some things you can't get from a, a, a lady that you, that you need to get from a man, and some things you can't get from a, a, a man uh, that you need from a lady. Am I that making sense to anybody? That makes sense right there. Okay. All right. And so uh from from my mom's side, I needed I needed to understand love and how to, to treat a lady and how to be a a, a man that would uh, respect women. That's what I needed from her. You know, and from my dad, I needed to learn how to be a provider, how to go out and make money and how to be tough, because time was gonna get tough. Yeah. You know, and, and how to and when I met, uh, 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 you know, uh, the, the, uh, uh, you know, when, when I was confronted with people that might not like you for trying to be who you are, trying to be a man, you know, confrontation. And from him, I needed to learn and to be tough, too, because you're a, a, a tough man going to meet another tough man. Amen. And I don't need to go crying home to mama when I meet somebody tougher than me, you know. I, I need I need a daddy to tell me, oh, you'll be all right. Get on up and go on back out there. Try it again. Amen. I, but I don't need uh, mom at that time. You know, I've seen children fall. 
And uh, of course, mom loved the kids, and they fall, and she would tell them, "Oh, come on, she'll 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 nurse him and and bandage the sore, the the, the, the way he skin his knee up, he skin his arm up. She'll bandage him up and uh, rub him and kiss him on his head, and and she'll go for it, and she'll even put a bandage on the sore and kiss the sore, you know, just butter her little baby up. And then it fall too many times, she'd tell him, "Go on over there and sit down. Now you're doing too much. Go on, sit down." And stop playing. Come on inside. But a man, when he fall down, what a man need to do, he'll bandage him up. Amen. Wrap him up. So, all right, bud, get on back out there. <laughs> get on back in the ring. Don't you stop. Get on back out there. Amen. To send him on back out there. He got to be tough. Don't tell him to sit down. Go on. Uh, do it again. You're going to be all right. But here, God said in his word, he said, oh, 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 heavens and earth, listen, for the Lord I have spoken, I have nourished, I have nourished, I took care of children, I brought them up, I thank God for bringing me up, I said that to say this, and when I was around at age 16, I asked the Lord, come my dad was in and out of my life, that's where I was going before I got lost, lost in thought and lost in something, I asked God years ago, I said, Lord, Teach me how to be a man. Dad is gone. Mama, she just, she going to do what she can. But teach me how to be a man. That was my prayer when I was around 15, 16, 17 years old. Teach me how to be a man. So I got involved in church. I, I watched my pastor. He went forth and how he taught us the word of God and taught the brothers and, and, and how to be men, how to go to work and be providers. And, and so I got my teaching and training how to be a man from God. Who can teach you how to be a man better than God? And so being in church taught me how to be responsible. That's why church is so important. Every man needs to go to church. I, he really do. He really need to go to church, learn how to be a man, learn responsibility. Who else going to teach you? It ain't just going to fall and hit you on top of the head. That's why we got so many weak men. Nobody, nobody there to teach them. And so we go to church and we can learn anything, everything we need to know about life and family in the word of God. And so, so I learned how to be a man. When, when I came to the Lord, I said, Lord, raise me up. Teach me responsibility. Show me how to be a man. Show me how to be do what I need to do. And, and, and God done just that. So here the Lord said, I have brought up children. I nourished them and I brought them up. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me up. Somebody said, thank you, Lord, for bringing me up. You know, all of us had a perfect family. God, God got to, God got to finish the work that he, that's, 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 that started, that had begun in you. God got to finish that work. Amen. So Lord, thank you for, for raising me. Thank you for nourishing me and bringing us up. He said, I brought them up, but he went on to say, and they, the children that I had brought up and I nourished, I fed, I took well, good care of them. They have rebelled against me. Oh, sometimes, sometimes our, our God's people, they get to the point that, well, they want to do something different. They want to go another way. Why? Well, they want to experience the world. You know, I, I was listening to a man the other day, and he was talking about, he was a pastor, and he was talking about his kids, his children. And uh, uh, matter of fact, this man was a uh, uh, Pastor Jenny, and I, I, I do get some good things from him. Then I, I get some things from him that's pretty hard to accept. But he was saying this about his children. And the Lord blessed him. He got seven children. 
he's a hard preacher. I mean, he he one of them one of them old fashioned preacher back in the days. Uh, but anyway, he was saying the Lord bless him. He and the wife they got seven children, and his, and, and his, his oldest is about 40, youngest, he says she turned 21, and he said, I just thank God all seven of my children are in church, all seven of them, you know, under strict teaching that, that, he, that, that, that they do in their church, he's all of them in the church, and he went forth to say that my children, I teach them, he said, I teach them, my children are no better than yours. You know, they may be the pastor kid, but they are no better than your children. No better, no worse. They're just children. Am I, am I saying anything to somebody? And uh, he just, just thanking God that his children grew up in the church and they never left the church. And they realized that, you know, they need to be saved. And that they can't go to heaven on their parents' coattail. They got to get this thing for themselves. And so as they got older, they didn't depart from the faith. They stayed with it. And so he was just thanking God uh, for that. And then he said, he, he was telling the church that I really can, I really like what he was saying, that they, 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 they just like your children. And he said, uh, the world, they, they pulls on my children just like they're pulling at yours. Amen, somebody? Yeah, you call that pastor. You think the world ain't pulling on them? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. probably if not more. <laughs> Am I making sense about? So I, I really could identify what he was saying. The world is pulling. He said the world pulling at my children, trying to get them to come on out there, go the other way. You've been in that church, your dad, all these years. Come on out here and have you some fun. So he was letting them know the world pulling at his children. But, he, but the children wasn't going, oh, no, no, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. And so he was just thanking God, letting us know. It's good to let people know that your, your children just like everybody else's children. All right? And he went on, so God said, I raised the children. I nourished them, brought them up, but they have rebelled. The number, verse number three, where we're trying to go, God's people, they don't know their provider. Verse number three said, the ox know his owner. Y'all see that? The ox know his owner. We know an ox in the, in, in, back in the day was a huge uh, uh, a cow. It was a different cow of, 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 of caliber that we have today. Most of our cows today aren't work cows. Our, before they got the mules and the horse to plow the field, they used the oxen. The oxen was a, he was a, a, a monster cow. I mean, he was a strong, he, he really was a work cow. And you put these two oxen together and they could pull a plow like a mule could. And so they used them to plow the field, the oxen that, that they did. But he said right here, the ox, the ox know it. The know is his owner. And, and you know, and, and, and I, I thank God for this particular verb. He said, the ox know his owner and the ass, that's the old donkey. The donkey know his master crib. He know where the barn is. But he went on and said, but Israel don't know. Oh, my God. When I read that, I said, Lord, have mercy. The ox know the owner. See, you got to know who you belong to. You, we, we, as God's people, we need to know where we came from. Who, who, who do I belong to? Who made me? And so he said, the ox know the owner. And, 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 and the old donkey, uh, the ass, he know where the barn is. Amen. But Israel, they know not. They don't know God. He said, my people do not consider. But I thank God today. I thank God today. I know my provider. 
I know who's providing for me. I know who's taking care of me. I know who woke me up this morning. I know who clothed me in right mind, my right mind. Can y'all say amen? I know who's keeping me going strong. I know who's my healer. I know who's my deliverer. Oh, yeah. Oh, the oxen. See, and, and you know, I've been a country boy. I can really identify that because we had cows. We had horses. Amen. We had these things on a farm that we grew up out there. And we raised different uh, everything that we ate. Pretty much we raised it. Amen. And so uh, I, I understand. I can, I can identify with verse 3 very, very clearly. So the ox uh, know its owner. And you know. And as I said, being a country boy, we had our cows in the morning time. We had them in the pasture around the barn. Before the day was over, Dad would always tell to let them out. We would let them out during a uh, certain time of day. We would just open the gate and let the cows just go down. You know, we didn't got everything out pretty much out of the field. We would just let them roam and go out there across the field and go out there and, and just graze in the open. Graze out in the open in the field. And, and later on in the evening, around 3 or 4 o'clock, he would tell us, go get them and bring them back in. And so we would go out there, man, we would round up all the cows, me and my brother, and we would just get behind them and, you know, and, and just give them a little, uh, uh, sort of give them a little signal, whatever it is, and round them up. And they knew exactly, they knew the way home. They would get on that road, they would get on old dirt road, and, and, and all of them just in a straight line, and they just go, just walk on. All we do had to do was just walk right behind them. They went all the way home, and the gate was already open. They went all the way home down the road and went in the gate. When they went in the gate, we just closed the gate and went on in the house. They knew where the barn was. They knew. And, you know, so I can identify with it. They knew the oxen know the owner. They knew that, that we owned them. They knew that they just knew the owners. Y'all see what I'm saying? And, and, and the donkey, he knew the crib. He knew where the barn was too. And so here animals have more sense. And, and I, I hate to say it this way, but, you know, have you ever said it like this? Some of us ain't got cow sense. There are people out in the world, they don't even have cow and donkey sense. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I mean, the donkey know where the crib is. Some folks don't know how to come home. The cows knew how to come home. They used to have old, 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 old riddle. I, can, I don't know. It's been so long ago. I don't know if I can, I can, I can remember. Sister John might remember that riddle. What did you say? Uh, little boy blue, come blow your horn. The cows in the meadows and the sheep in the corn. Or do I have it backwards? That's it. Yeah, and so uh, they, 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 they just knew, they just knew what, what they were supposed to do. But we as God people seem like we just don't know God. We don't know who's taking care of us. We don't know who our provider is. We don't know where our help come from. We into ourselves. We into other people. We into everything that we can get into except into God. We get into music. We get into entertainment. We get into recreation. We just get into everything. We get into sports. We get into football. We, you name it, we get into it. But for some reason, we just can't get into God. I don't know what it is, but we just can't get into God. I don't know about you, but 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 I'm not going to let the animals have more sense than I do. So the ox, they know the owner, and the ass know the crib, but my people, the Israel, they don't know. I, I'm, God, I'm not going to be like that. I know, I know who I belongs to. I know my help. He said, my people, they don't know. 
Amen. God, people, they don't know that provide. It's time that we wake up and realize that our help come from the Lord. Amen. You, you, you need to understand that. Well, uh, David said, I will lift my eyes into the hill, which come is what? My help. Because my help come from the Lord. You are doing as well as you are because of who? The Lord God Almighty. Amen. I know that. I understand that. I believe in all my help. Everything, everything, everything we ever need, we can find it in God. Somebody say, God got it. God got it. And in due time, God will give it to you. Amen, somebody. All my help come from the Lord. Lord, I thank you today that my people, they don't know. They don't know. That's why we got to come to church. The Bible said we, we got to come to the house of the Lord. And my people, they, uh, all people shall go into the house of the Lord. And they shall, they shall uh, uh, go up to the mountain of the Lord's house. And they shall learn of his way. We're here today to learn of his way. I'm learning about Jesus. I'm learning God's way. I'm learning that he's my help. He's my provider. Whatever I needed in whatever situation I find myself in, God going bring me out yes. I've learned that yes. I, I, got more, I, got, I got more than donkey sense yes. amen somebody I got more than cow sense yes. amen God made us smaller than that and when he made man see the Bible said and the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground yes. and didn't he do it yes. and then he said he blew into man's nostril the breath of life and man became what? A living soul. You more than an ox now. Come on, y'all. Come on now. You more than a donkey. I rode a donkey. Amen. You more than that. God made us in his image. Man, we right next to God. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You and I, we right next to God. Not the donkey. Amen. But we are right next to God. We in his image. He made Somebody said, he made me just like him. Amen. He made me just like him. And but he said, but my people, my people don't know. See what happened? God people knew, but God people slipped. Sometimes, well, sometimes we can slip, but God teaching us today, let's not let it slip. We got to always keep that in our forefront. Jesus is the center of my life. He is the center. And I thank God today for him being the center of my life. I'm not going to let that slip. I got more sense than donkey sense. More sense than the ox. Yeah. I'm not going to let this sin. He's, but he said, my people Israel. Now, they knew. They knew. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised the thing that people know. Right, right. You see people doing things you think they don't know. People know more than you think they know. Sometimes we, we need to, we don't give people the credit that, 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 they, uh, that they need, they deserve. Yes. We make up excuses. Well, they don't know no better. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. We've been making that excuse for folks so long. Well, he don't know no better. Yes, he do. Well, she don't know no better. Yes, she do. Yes, you do. Why? Because we all been taught of the Lord. We all, we all, we all had a praying grandmother. We all had a praying granddaddy. We all had a praying mother and a praying father. Somebody in our family always was a prayer, yet people do know. Stop making excuses for them. They know. They know. They know more than you think they know. Mm-hmm. You think they don't know. Let them get in trouble. They'll show you they know. They'll, they'll pray it in. They'll call somebody. If they, if they don't know where to pray, they'll call somebody that do know. Amen, <laughs> Amen somebody. 
God said, my people, they, they don't know. They don't know their provider. In other words, he's saying they, they're acting like they don't know. They really don't, but they're slip. He said, they have rebelled against me. That's what they've done. But we have to really understand who God is. God's people don't know. Let's get back to knowing who's the one that really taking care of us. Come on, go a little bit further with me in the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, the third, 31st chapter. Deuteronomy 31. Let's go there. Deuteronomy 31. Check this out. 31, Old Testament script, 31 and verse number 6 through 8. Let's get back to really, let's get back to God. How about that? Let's get back to what we know works. One thing about it, there, there are some things that I know in life that I learned that really works. It really does. And I want to get back to the things that I know works. I, I, I don't, not things that I'm, I'm in doubt about, things that I'm guessing about, but there's some things that I'm sure of. Anybody here, there's some things you're sure of? I, I really am sure about some things. Deuteronomy uh, 31, and look at verse number 6. Uh, 31 and 6, and it said, he said, be strong and of a good courage. Fear not. And then I, I thank God for putting that in there. You know, we, we needed that part. Yeah. Can't say amen. He said, but be, be strong and of a good courage and, 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 and fear not. You know, because living in this world, this day and time now, we can, we can get fearful. So much stuff is happening, and, and we, can, we can become afraid. Just the other day, you know, they tried to put a little fear in all our hearts, you know, when they were talking about uh, uh, something was going on. I mean, they was trying to sync all of our cell phones together the other day. You remember a couple of days ago when this they were sending out this signal to all of the, everybody got a cell phone. They were telling you on the news a certain part of the day you're going to hear a sound, you know, and all our phones were going to be in sync. And, and, and for some reason or another. And, and I found out a little bit about the reason why. You know, when you got a cell phone, they, they know who you are. They know where you are. They know what you're doing. Yeah. The government know where we are. And, and, and just prove this. Let me show you. You know, Israel, they, they fighting over there now, right? Okay, well, all those people that, was, that were living down in the Gaza Strip. You know, living in the Palestinians and Jews, all they're living there. They're living in Gaza Skip, thousands of them. Well, uh, of course, the, the president of Israel, can't say his name, Yahoo, whatever his name, they got these weird names. Before they were going to go out and try to bomb and get these, um, these what you call these people, these terrorist people, all the people that was living in the scripts, they were going to notify these people to get out of there. You know how they notify those people? They send them a signal to their phones. They send all of them a signal in their phone and say, get out. You got so many days, so many hours, so many hours to get out because we're going to bomb the city. We're going to destroy the city. And we, we, they can't go door to door and say, y'all get out. We're going to send bomb. They sent a message to their cell phone and told all the people that are in the Gaza Strip, get out of there. Don't you know that the government can send everybody in the United States a message and let you know that a bomb is on the way? You better take shelter. Am I making sense to anybody? So they want, that's how they want the people in God's trip, get out. Because we're going to bomb the we going to bomb the area and you better get out of there. And so, no, so so here, back back at what we said. He said, be, 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 be strong and of a good courage and fear not. And so when 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 the, when the word went out that they was going to uh sink all of our cell phones together, some folk were 
were nervous and some of them thought that, well, uh, what was going to happen is word went out. They said, well, when they sink all our phone, people are going to freeze. They're going to freeze in action. They didn't know what was going to happen to us. They don't know if we're going to blink out. We're going to do what your people just, they'll just fill your hearts with fear. And so what's going to happen at that moment when the government sink all our phones together? I'm so glad God said, fear not. Because folks will have you thinking, and some folks said, somebody told me, said, well, I ain't going to have mine on. I'm just going to turn it off. Well, they still going to sink it. They still going to fall in sync with, the, with, the, with, the, with what the, the test that the government is doing. Well, you got it on the way you got it on. He picked up your cell phone. So you can go down in the basement. You can go on in the house. If, if he won't send you a message, he's going to send you a text and say, a bomb is coming. You, if you're under the house, stay under the house. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Amen. So it doesn't matter. Uh, these devices uh, can be uh, uh, tracked whether uh, we know it or not. Now, he said, but fear not. Be strong and be of good courage and fear not. Nor be afraid. Listen to what the Lord said. And don't be afraid of them. Now, who are them? The people of the world. Don't you be afraid of the folk of the world, our surroundings. Don't be afraid of them. I thank God we need to not be afraid. For God said, for the Lord thy God, he it is that doeth go with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you. And so back to what I was saying in Isaiah, the, the, the oxen know its owner and the ass know the creel, but my people, they don't know who really is providing for them. We got to remember that God is going to be with us at all times. Amen. I thank God for being with me at all times. And he said, fear not, Johnson. Fear not, congregation. Fear not, members. And don't be afraid of them, for he is is the Lord God he it is that do he's going to go with you and he will not fail you now that's consolation isn't it God's not going to fail you somebody said he never failed me yet he never failed me I failed him but he never failed me uh, yeah I have failed him but he always been faithful I'm going to show it so I, I, I know where my help come from I know who my provider is he will never fail you nor and then he said he won't forsake you isn't that wonderful it's good to know that God said I will not forsake you all of us in here at some point or another have been forsaken by somebody our friends our families our neighbors or someone have, have left you that said they was going to be there for you we all have experience of being forsaken, abandoned, deserted. You know, uh, we, we all can understand that. I don't understand. He, he told me that he was going to be there for me. He told me he had my back. When I looked, I saw that he didn't. But the Lord said, I will not fail you and I will not forsake you. And verse number seven said, And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of a good courage. For thou must go with this people into unto the land which the Lord has sware unto their fathers to give them. And thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And so here Moses told Joshua, you got to go with the people unto the land that was sworn unto our father, our ancestor. And so he reminded Joshua, God made a promise to our ancestors that he was going to take us into a land that flowing with milk and honey. So sometimes we need to remember the God of our ancestors. Y'all hear what I'm saying? 
The God of our ancestors, the God of my father, the God of my grandmother, you know, the God of my great, 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 whoever it might be. We got to remember the same God that blessed them can keep you. Amen. You got to remember the stock in which you came from. Right. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Amen. So about children. You need to remember, look, God will with your daddy mm -hmm. and God going to be with you. God will with your mother and God going to be with you. Mm -hmm. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Amen. And, and, and so Moses is reminding Joshua that, that, that our ancestors and the ancestor was Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He remembered and reminding Joshua that our ancestor was, 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 was God made a promise to them. And we're going to walk into the promise that God made to them. We're going to fulfill that. And we got to remember that. Verse number 8 says, and the Lord, and the Lord, he it is that doeth go before you. He will be with you. He will not fail you. Neither he won't forsake you. Fear not. Neither be dismayed. And so my people, my people, God's people, we need to know who our provider is. Our provider is the Lord God Almighty. He it is that's going to be with us. He it is that's going to go before. Who's going to take care of I'm not looking to the President of the United States to take care of us. I'm really not. All these folks, they're, they, they, they're flawed human beings. They're just like you and I. They're flawed. And, and so they, they make promises that they can't keep, and they, and they, and they keep promises and, and that they shouldn't keep. And so here he said, it's the Lord God. He's going to go before you. And he won't fail you. And I thank God that God has been there for me time after time after time. Can y'all say amen up in here? And he's going to be there for you. So God, he reminded them, the God of your ancestors. Your ancestors. My grandmother was a praying woman. My, my granddaddy was a praying man. And, 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 and sometimes we have to go back and, and, and call up to God that, 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 and remind God just like you were with them, I know you're going to be with me. And God will do it. You know, unless your, unless your ancestor was evil. Now, you know, and you know, a tree don't fall far from the block, they would tell me. Don't, a tree don't fall far from the block, right? That makes sense. And uh, so everywhere, well, some parents, some people, ancestors, they was evil. And, and, and then there are you, and even God is so good and so kind and so merciful, even if your, your parents weren't, weren't godly and didn't go after God, you can break the generational curse. Even what, whatever they were don't have to be what you are experiencing right now. I think God, he always got a way out. Let's go just a little bit further. I ain't going to hold you long. Now, we in, we in Deuteronomy 10, we went to the book of Kings. Kings, the first king, the eighth chapter. God's, God's people, they don't know their provider. And I want you to know today your provider so you understand perfectly well who it is that's taking care of you. And so when I understand that God is really taking care of me, what have I, what is there to fear? What is there to fear? I'm not going to worry about the economy. I'm not going to worry about the food shortages. I'm not going to worry about what's going on on the job. I, because God is taking care of me. We sing this song when we coming up, and it's so true. Look, nurse around. He got the whole world. What? In his hand, right? We sing that song, cheering. They just be singing and cheering. They just raise their hand out and open their hands up when they get. He got the whole 
We done grown up and we don't even believe it no more. Amen. We got to get back to what we know, y'all. But listen to what he said in, in 1 King, 1 King 8th chapter and verse number 54. And he said right here, and it was so that when Solomon had made an end of praying, Solomon on his knees praying, and in and, and, and this prayer and supplication unto the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord from kneeling on his knees with his hands spread up toward heaven. That's what we get there. We get on our knees. We lift our hands up to God. Amen. That's where we get it from. This, that's the way we pray. We get on our knees and we raise our hands. Some, somehow to raise a hand to the Lord sometime. And, and here's what he said in verse number 55. And he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice saying, Blessed be the Lord that has given rest unto the people of Israel. Now Solomon was praising God on his knees and he was praising God because God has given rest to all of Egypt. See, but during the time of, uh, of David was Solomon's dad, right? So, so during the time of David, David was a man of war. Amen. They were fighting with this nation, fighting with that nation, and with the name, everybody trying to take on Egypt, uh, Israel. Israel stayed at war with somebody during David's time. Well, when, when David went on off the scene and the son Solomon came up, God gave the land rest. Solomon was such a wise, intelligent man, negotiator. He could negotiate with the enemy. We ain't going to be fighting, y'all. You know we need a whole lot of Solomons now. Solomon was so wise. He know how to talk with his enemies. So look, we ain't no sense in killing up all the people. You're killing your people, killing my people. Let's be at peace with one another. You hold your spirits, I'm going to hold mine. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You, you hold your bombs and dynamites and grenades, I'm going to hold mine. Amen. Because there's no sense in fighting. And so Solomon knew how to have peace. God gave them peace and rest in that time that he was a king. During all his kingship, all the while time that he was king, that, that a war didn't break out. Wouldn't it be good if we had a president like that today? When war break out, he knew what to do. But nowadays, we got to pray for our leader. War break out, they don't know what to do. They, they'll go hide for a week, and, and we ain't heard from them. What, 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 what are we going to do? Well, I guess we're going to. I guess we're going to support somebody. But, you, but, but Solomon was, was such a wise man. He knew what to do. And he knew how to negotiate with the enemy. It just ain't going to be no fighting, y'all. Yeah, we ain't going to fight you all. You all not going to fight us. It's just going to peace time. Peace time. And you know what? And, and, and we won't see a time like this no more until the return of Jesus Christ. Because every president we have now in this day and time don't know how to have peace with our neighbors. You can give them money. You can give them millions of dollars and they still go drop a bomb. Y'all follow what I'm saying? We just got through doing that. They said we gave Iraq, uh, Iran so many billions of dollars, six billion dollars. Trying to have peace. And you know what they do? They still going to use that against us. So, so we, we won't ever have a, another king like Solomon until Jesus come. When Jesus come, he know how to negotiate peace. There will be peace. When God said, get somewhere and sit down and love your neighbor and love your friend, that's exactly what we're going to do. Can y'all say amen up in here? It's going to be peace when Jesus come. Somebody said, there will be peace in the valley. Amen. When Jesus get here, I thank God for Jesus. Amen. My people don't know, but one day we all going to get to know. Amen. What Jesus is all about. And so he said, during that time, uh, back verse number five, 
56 and said, uh, uh, but 55, and, and he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice saying, blessed be the Lord that has given us rest unto the people of Israel. According to all that he had promised, there has not failed one word of all his good promises, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. In other words, Solomon said, everything the Lord said he was going to do, he did it. So somebody said, somebody said uh, the Lord did just what he said. Amen. He did just what he said. And so, so he said there have not failed, not one word, amen, of God's promise that he promised by Moses unto his servant. And verse 57 says, so the Lord our God, and he went on in his praise, saying, the Lord our God be with us as he with our fathers, and let him not leave us nor forsake us. And so what Solomon was saying in his prayer, in his address to the congregation, he said, I want the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our ancestors, I want this God to be with us. Doing our time, doing our reign, doing our state, just like you were with them, Lord, be with us. Can you say amen, somebody? And I don't know about you, but I want God to be with me. Just like he was with our fathers, our ancestors, the God of our ancestors. God, God is good. And I and I, I realized that what God did way back then, he can do it again. Can y'all say amen? He gave the people rest during the time of Solomon. I thank God for the rest that he gave the church today. I don't know about y'all, but I'm at rest. I thank God for the rest that he gave in my spirit, the rest that he gave in my soul, my mind. When other people are upset and roaring and, and just, just raving and just cutting up, and, and I, I just want rest and I just want peace. Anybody want peace today? I want peace in my home. I want peace in my family. I want peace in the church. Peace on the job. I don't have time to argue with nobody. If you're going to be arguing first, and I'm going the other way. If you're going to be arguing, you're going to be arguing by yourself. I'm just going to be quiet and listening. You ain't got nothing to say? Mm -mm. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say. I just don't want to be like that. I want peace like God gave Solomon peace. Come on, go with me just a little bit further. And so he said to God, uh, God, people, they don't know their provider who's really taking care of them. But listen to what the word of the Lord said in the book of uh, uh, 1 Corinthians. Let's go to the New Testament. This is my last scripture I'm going to. New Testament, uh, 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. Listen to what the Lord said. The, the, the ox, they know their owner. And the ass, the donkey, know, he know his crib. But my people, Israel, they don't know. It's time that we as God people wake up and realize that Jesus is our helper. He's our provider. He's everything we need and more. You don't have to depend on the world for anything. Look to God. Whatever you need, God got it. Look at what he said in 1 Corinthians 10, chapter verse number 13. He said, there has no temptation taken you uh, such as common to man. But God is faithful. Y'all see what it said there? It don't matter what's going on in your life. God is faithful. Can somebody say God is faithful? I'm so glad God is faithful. I'm not talking about man. God is not a man. But the God that we serve, God is faithful. Thank you, Lord. He's faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. Y'all hear what I'm saying? God is faithful. As the old folks said, he won't put no more on you than you can bear. 
Can you say amen, somebody? Amen. God is a good God. He knows what you can take. He knows what I can take. He knows what you can go through. And he won't put no more on his children than we can bear. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. And if the Lord put it on you, you can take it. Y'all hear what I'm saying? If the Lord put it on you, you can take it. I heard folks say, I can't take it no more. I can't take it no more. I'm tired of this. If God put it on you, you can take it. And it ain't about you. It's about God. So he said right here, God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But notice what he said, but with the temptation. Somebody said with the temptation. But with that same temptation, that, that same problem, God will make a way that you might be able to escape. God will always give you a way out. Can you say amen somebody? Jesus is our way out. I thank God that our way out of an evil world our way out a mean generation he's our way out and I thank God today for being my way out so many times I've stood and I said Lord I don't know what to do and God show up and he's the way out he's going to give you a way out y'all hear what I'm saying he's going to give you a way out because he ain't put no more on you than you can bear and I thank God for that and I was looking at this particular verse where it said, won't put no more on you than you can bear. And I looked at that at the living translation. In the living translation, he broke it down like this. He said, the temptation in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. Y'all see it? He said, God is faithful and will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. Amen, somebody. It ain't going to be no more than you can stand. Yeah. Other day, I, I, I was in Little Rock on, on Thursday. Had a little problem with my, with my truck. I made my delivery over in Conway, on the other side of Conway. And I noticed that when I checked my truck to ready to come back, I, I saw oil all on the wheel. Wrong again. I said, oh, no, this is not good. I done, I done blown an oil seal. And, uh, and so uh, I, I, I called my boss and said, man, this is not good. I, done, I, I got an oil seal leak, and uh, we got to get this fixed. So what do, you, what do you suggest? He said, well, uh, stop over in Little Rock on the way back and, uh, and let them at the rider truck place and let them fix it. And I uh, call them, let, you, let them know you're coming so they can get you on in there. So I, I thought to myself, I said, well, no, I'm not going to call. I'm just going to. Well, I did call. I didn't think it was going to work, but I did call. Got over there, and they looked at the situations. They said, well, it's going to be at least a three, four-hour wait. And this round, it's late in the evening. I got to get home. I can't stay no three, four hours. And see, my boss thought they were going to stop doing what they're doing and fix my truck. They're not going to get off a job and get on mine. So I'm just, they're just going to put me in line. And so they couldn't get to me, and I called them and said, man, they're not going to get off a job and fix this truck. What are we going to do? He said, well, I tell you what, see, can they just fill it up, top it off, and come on home? And I went and told them, I said, well, I tell you what, can y'all, my boss said, can you fill it up? And in Memphis, only like two hours, maybe 15 minutes away from Little Rock, can I make it? Will it run out? Will it run dry? Will I tear up the axle? Can I make it? They said, well, we believe you can make it. So they filled it up and I came on, came on home. And 
Thursday, Friday morning, yes, yeah, that Friday, I took it to the rider truck rental here in Memphis, and they fixed it. And they got through with it around about 9, 10 o'clock. And I had my load and left there and went on down to on the other side of Cleveland, Mississippi, and came back in. When I got back in, uh, my boss wanted me to do two loads, go down to Cleveland, Mississippi, and come back, get another load, and go to Jonesboro. But I ran out of time. And so when I got back, he said, he said it, he said it sort of underneath his breath. You sure got back. He held that part. You sure got back and walked away. He said, late. <laughs> and, and I'm saying, got back late. My truck broke down yesterday. I took it to the shop. They repaired it. Then I went on down to Cleveland, Mississippi, and I got back. And then you going to say, you sure got back late and walk away. And, uh, and you know, about that time, something down in me was trying to rise up. And then I remember what the Lord said. He won't put no more on you than you can bear. And so the Lord knew I could take it. So I, 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 had to, I had to use it, take the Holy Ghost and, and let the Holy Ghost work to keep Thomas from saying something that he, had to, he wanted to take back or shouldn't say. And so when somebody said, once it come out, it's out. Oh, see, yeah, I, 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 I remember all the words to say, but I learned when I was out there in the world. I ain't forgot none of them words. And I ain't ashamed to tell them. I tell this young all the time. And see, I'm, I'm six to seven years old. My birthday going to be May. And I'm going to be 68. And I ain't really got to put up a whole lot of stuff. I'm just there right now. I ain't got to put up with it. And I know all the words that I used to say, and I, and, and I, I still can say them. And I know how to get folks up off of me. And, and, I, and I tell them all on the job, I said, look, um, at my age, I don't have to take a whole lot of stuff. But now, I tell them young drivers, I said, look, you 30, you 35, you got, to, you got to put up with a lot of stuff. You got a long way to go. I said, man, I'm, I'm right at the door. You know, I'm right close at the door. Now, I ain't going to be around here alone. And so I don't have to put up with a lot what y'all got to put up with. So you put up with a lot of stuff because you need to keep your job. But me and my age, I don't have to put up with a whole lot of stuff. And so when he said that, you sure got that late. Man, it almost came out. But the Lord said, I put no more on you than you can bear. But I could have told that little fellow thing or two. So look at him, man. You know I broke down yesterday in Little Rock. You know I went to the shop this morning, had to wait up there two, three hours to get the truck fixed. Now you going to rush me back here and, and try to get out another load for you? If you don't get somewhere, I'll help you get there. <laughs> I'll help you get there. I don't have to put up with that stuff, but God said I put no more on you than you can bear. God knew I could take it. So I just looked at that little, look at that little short rascal as he walked away. He knew I could take it. If he didn't know I couldn't take it, he wouldn't have let it came out the man's mouth. Somebody said, praise the Lord in here. Somebody said, thank you. He won't put no more on you than you can bear. We thank God for our service on today. I hope I said something to encourage your heart. At this time, I'm going to let you go. Amen. We're going to let our announcer come, Sister Jackie. Amen. Give us our announcement. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.